Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Do you have any idea how much I enjoy doing this with you? No. I totally, totally. Well, well, let's just, let, let's quantify this. Stop. Okay. Stop. Okay. If coffee was not involved. Oh, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> did, you, wait, did, you, did you hear our barista, Brian, laugh <laughs> in the background? Have, okay. Okay. Maybe that's Brian the Brian needs lore. to be mic'd. Yeah. We no, I'm just saying, if you Brian. take the coffee out, right? Yes. Let's just say if we, you know. Uh, orange juice dot coffee. No, you no. would not be as enthused. No, right? So, so stop, stop, stop the crap. I think that stuff's going to come back to kill you. Vegetables or fruits? I mean, orange they're going to find out that it's price of orange juice and eggs, man. Look out! No, it's crazy. Price of sobriety? Priceless. Priceless. So, hey, uh, welcome to our YouTube. Uh, just a, co- a continued reminder to welcome our new YouTube uh, listeners and. Uh, we kind of expand the channel there. Not, it's not full video. We just got a little graphic there. So it's the same audio product, uh, but just uh, expanding our, if you're not, if you're a YouTube subscriber, you could just plug into into our podcast there. Just another avenue. I know. Our listeners are so patient with us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they just really, they just really, But we're, you know. but we're live this week, so you can actually go listen to us on YouTube. Are we live right now? Yeah. On YouTube. Well, we're not live, but we're, so we're, we're, we're Memorex. We're, we're <laughs> Wait, stop, man. You know, half the people have no idea what Memorex is, so maybe more than half. I don't know. But, no, we're up, we're up on YouTube, yeah. I guess, and, yep. and we're just spanning reach. You know, there's sober people, sober curious people everywhere, you mm-hmm. know. And, um, you know, full transparency. I mean, we record these in, in bulk, and we, we just happen to be in. We're recording this. We don't know when it's going to drop. But we're recording it in dry January. Right, yeah. Or right. as some people say, damp January. Yeah, right, they, yeah, or moist. Right, moist. Or as you and I say, just another month. That's right. <laughs> just another sober month. Right. Um, but, man, I love walking the sober path with you. And, and I do love these coffees. Yeah. Um, you know, I love hearing from listeners. I think we're up to seven listeners now. Yeah. And, um, but I love hearing from them. And, you know, the funny thing is, you know, and it's, somebody just reached out this week. You know, because we're sitting there saying, well, why does Joe Rogan have, you know, 500,000 reviews? And, and we've tried to pitch reviews a couple times, right? Right. And, and we have like 20. And, and we're like, well, why, you know, we must suck, you know? And, and, but somebody told me this week, they're like, nobody puts reviews because their reviews are all right. They're have names. Their name, they're all, right. Have their names on it. Right. So they don't want to put their names out yeah, there. No, that so makes sense. Like, and like, the only reason we makes... wanted them anyway, just, I just want feedback, search... man. I just well, want to hit topics. That and, and searchability. I yeah. mean, if, if somebody's looking for, to get on the road of the silver path, you know, we'd like to, we'd like to offer up this, this service. So, yeah. And, and I can sure, I, I, I assure you and everybody, we don't, we don't do this for the numbers. Um, you know, our whole mission to start is we wanted to help one, guy. one person. One person. One could have been a woman. Yeah. Stop could've it, one, one guy. Yeah, could have been a woman. So we wanted to help one person right. on the sober path, and we have concrete proof that we've done that. Right. Um, well, I know that because you helped me. And you helped me. There you, you know? go. But it's, it's uh, 
no, there's a lot of stuff out there on uh, social media and stuff, and and um, so grateful for our our, our followers and right. yeah, cool. Likewise, likewise. So doing a lot of reading, and and I, I begged for this topic today, and I don't know what it's going to be called. I let Glenn name these, but but here's what I was reading. Um, I'm reading a book called A Program for You, and um, it was written. Who's the author? Uh, well, here's the funny yeah. thing. Um, it, it's authorless. Uh, it's anonymous, but the the word on the street is it's Joe and Charlie. And for those that are new to the program, if they've never heard, Joe and Charlie were uh, were were recorders of of twelve step workshops way back in the sixties and seventies, right? And and they had these cassette tapes that would populate their way yeah, but through. You should probably explain what a cassette tape is. Yeah, all right, stop it now, <laughs> Memorex. And um, so so. Uh, so Joe and Charlie, um, Joe and Charlie did these these tapes. But anyway, they wrote this book. And here's the thing: something really jumped out at me. They were quoting the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, which I'm no Big Book quoter, but but here's what here's what uh, what it says that the in the doctor's opinion on page XXV one 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 says that men and women drink essentially because they like the effect produced by alcohol. Boom! That's me, right, Glenn? Um, the sensation is so elusive that while they admit it's injurious, they cannot, after a time, differentiate the true from the false period of them. Their alcoholic life seems to be the only normal one. Here's where I want to focus on today. They are restless, irritable, discontented, unless they can experience that sense of ease and comfort, which comes at once by taking a few drinks. Drinks which they always see other taking with impunity. After they succumb to their desire again, as so many do, the phenomenon of craving develops. So here's here's what this big epiphany moment I that had. Are you ready? That is incredible. You should read that three more times. I mean, that is incredible. It, the, here's the here's what really jumped out at me. It laid out the process of which somebody drinks and then continues to drink all mm-hmm. in one paragraph. You know, they want they like what it does for them. They start thinking it through, right? And every action comes from a thought, and they coddle that thought, and they remember the good times with the alcohol, and they and and they find themselves that without the alcohol, they're getting restless, they're getting irritable, they're getting discontent. Then they take the drink, and then the cravings kick in, and and it's it's Katie barred the doors. You know, it's it's incredible. Uh, and and so what I want to park on today is. Restless, irritable, and discontent. If that's the precursor to drinking, i.e. relapse in my life, I want to spend time paying attention to how to not be restless, how to not be irritable, and how to not be discontent. So I thought I thought that for a topic today, selfishly, because I really want to unpack this, um, and I want to be able to learn how to manage that obsession. Wow. A lot of stuff, right? I uh, got some coffee today. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad I brought the gallon jug. Um, okay, so when when you were first of all, I love that reading. I think that's worth putting up in the resource room. Um, second of all, reminds me of the Jaywalker story, mm. right? Where the guy goes, he jaywalks, he gets hit by a bus, and and he goes back and and, and keeps doing it, right? And and outsiders or non-alcoholic people, they just don't understand that, right? Mm-hmm. Why would, if you had the level of consequences, why would you keep drinking, right? Right. right. I mean, I see, I see that 
you know, with, with people around me, they have a bad day doing X. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm never doing that again. Right. Right. But, but so, so the one thing that, that I latched on to, and, and I know for me inside my soul, is alcohol worked for me. Absolutely. That, Period. It did. But, here, but here's the... Until it didn't. It did until it didn't. And it did repeatedly only for five minutes at a time in my life. I only, that first five minutes, I, I desired that feeling. That was, that was what I chased my whole life. For decades, I chased that first five minutes. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I totally get that. And I, I like to say it's like trying to catch lightning twice, right? right there you um, go. It's, it's that, so I can remember my life a couple times were the first five minutes. Right. Um, I can remember my last relapse mm-hmm. um, almost eight years ago where, <laughs> this is hilarious, where I consciously, I mean, I had a game plan for weeks I was going to relapse. Thought about it. Nah, not today. Not today. I, I knew I was going to. And then I finally got a game plan of when I was going to do it, how I was going to do it. And, um, and I remember going to the, the liquor store, and I remember thinking, just call your sponsor, call your sponsor, call Timmy. And I'm like, nah. And, and I went through with my planned relapse. And I remember that first 15 minutes is I couldn't wait. I remember exactly where I was. I was in a hotel room. I had my you know quadruple vodka and cranberry, and I sat down in this chair, and I had some work to do, and I'm like, this next 15 minutes is going to be amazing, mm-hmm. right? Because I was chasing that five minutes. Sure, right. After 15 minutes, I puked. Right. And, you know, for the next day, all I did was drink and puke. Same old shit. Right, right. You know? And, and so what, what I've learned to what you just said is I have never mm-hmm. and I will never find that first five minutes again. No. No, because but what I will find, right? <laughs> we'll find the bottom of that toilet in 15 minutes. Is isn't that a pretty, the, isn't that, that a pretty picture? That's the proof I have. That's the proof we have, right? So so back off to back up to 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 the the planned relapse, right? Somewhere according according to this, according to the way I read it, right? It's because you were restless, irritable, or discontent. I mean, let's face it. You were not content with your life. No, I mean, so let's, by definition, you weren't content. Right. So let's categorize that. Right. Because we've talked about relapse. Right. And the three stages of relapse, or at least how we've talked about right. it. There might be 17. I don't know. But how, how we've talked about it, there's three stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the emotional. Right. There's the mental. Mm-hmm. And then there's the physical. Mm-hmm. And the emotional, I feel, is what we're talking about here. That's right. And that's being restless. Uh, irritable and discontent. That's right. And then there's the mental, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how I, that's the planning. Right. That's right. here's what I'm going to do. Here's how I'm going to do it. Here's how it's going to feel. Here's the result. Here's blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And then the physical is where you actually, you know, fill up the cocktail and take the drink. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so what we're referring to here is absolutely the emotional part where things are off. And and it's funny if 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 it's okay for me to unpack. I can tell you, I can remember back to my level of restlessness, um, irritability, mm-hmm. and discontent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was really into the AA program. 
I was resisting some things I had to do in the AA program. Mm -hmm. I had fear of things coming up. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have the tools. Um, I was, you know, taking an abuse, but, you know, I was playing games with the abuse. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't being honest. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I had a whole thing. I had a whole bunch of things that were kind of going sideways, you know. And, and we've talked about on the outside, it looks like, hey, Glenn's Mr. AA going to another AA meeting and sharing, you know, stuff in the AA meetings. Right. But, but inside, you know, my expectations of where I thought I should be or what I wanted or how I thought things should be going, and, and that was off. Right. And I love that word off because how do you identify? And when I'm not, I don't like being off. No. I didn't like being off. Right. And that's where I would hide from being off. Well, I then, would escape. Exa exactly right. So how do you know that you're off with your restlessness? How do you know that you're off with your irritability? How do you know that you're off with your level of discontentness, if that's a word? Um, you know, and, and what I did, Glenn, this impacted me so much this week that, you know, I said, okay, Look, I don't want to go back to, I don't want to relapse, right? So so I need to be able to identify if I'm irritable, restless, or discontent. So what one of the exercise I, exercises I did was to go back and look at the opposites, look up the opposites for restless, irritable, and discontent. So because I figure if I could act in the fashion of the opposite, I could defer the reality of the, of the underlying restlessness. So for restlessness, the opposite is calm quiet unworried i heard you talk about fear right and composed so if i don't want to be restless i need to be calm quiet unworried or comp unworried or composed right these are these are i can begin to move my body in the ways of calm if i'm not being calm then i could be being restless if i'm not being quiet if i'm being loud and obnoxious I'm not, I'm being restless. If I'm worried about something, I'm being restless. And if I'm not composed, I'm being restless. So irritability. So any, any thoughts on that? Yeah. So <clears throat> what you're, what you're doing um, for me is you're giving a bunch of words mm -hmm. that are very subjective. Mm, okay. Okay. Now, um, in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling with this right now, so I, I'm just going to give you real-life stuff, and I'm just going to show you my, my diarrhea. Um, so I'm trying to lose weight. I'm watching my blood sugar and losing weight, right? I have mm -hmm. a little blood tester on my, on my work desk that every couple hours I take my blood, right? I prick my finger, I put in a tester, and it tells me exactly where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Objective. Love it. Can't mess it. Can't influence it. Mm -hmm. Can't interpret the numbers a different way. It is a mathematical, scientific calculator that says, "Glenn, you're at X right now." Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. All that list of words you just gave. There's nothing to do that. I think there's. I do. I believe there is. I believe there's an internal filter. I believe there's an internal barometer that tells me when I'm being calm or not calm. Okay, so I'll challenge you on that. So we use a saying. It's hard to read the label in your own jar. There you go. So there, there are times, and I, I love how this program works. Mm -hmm. There are times because I'm going through situations now, right, that are very subjective. Mm -hmm. 
but I use objective tools to help with the subjectivity, right? So calm, mm-hmm. right? Calm could be, you know, like I use, you know, a Fitbit that mm-hmm. measures my sleep, mm-hmm. that measures my resting heart rate, Love that it. measures, right? So I'm using objective tools to Love help it. with the subjective term. Mm-hmm. So I have on, on my Fitbit, there's a thing called, hang on, I forget the exact word. I'm going to pull it up. Um, there's a thing called stress management score. Oh, I love right? that. So it, it measures all kinds of stuff, your, your sleep, your movement, your exertion, all kinds of stuff, right? It gives you a score, right? So I know objectively when I'm going up and down, up and down. I love this. I know when I sleep well, I get a sleep score every night. I know REM stage. I know deep sleep. I know times awake, restlessness. I know what my oxygen levels are. So I have objective things to help fill in because, Mikey, I've told you, there's times I wake up and I, I'm trying to lose weight, right? I feel fat. I feel bloated. I'm frustrated. I, I walked the 20 steps to my scale. I lost three pounds. Mm-hmm. My feelings on those subjective areas, I can't rely on those feelings. Mm-hmm. I, they're, they're just not accurate. Mm-hmm. But here is what, what, what is very accurate, and, and, and here's a tool, and I'm cutting into your, no, I your love beautiful this. notes. But um, accountability partners. Okay. So... What I know is I have accountability partners that I stay connected with and I'm 100% honest with. Mm-hmm. And you're one of them. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've I know used, my, I've, phone, my phone rings. I use you. Business. I got a lot of shit going on right pleasure. now. I got a lot of stuff going right. on and I, and I ring, yep. ring, ring, yep. ring, Mikey. Yep. Right. But I ring my sponsor and, and I have others in the AA program and in our church group that I, I stay connected with. And I've given them. I've given them the permission, yep. and I've also surrendered to them, saying, "Hey, man, if I'm crap in my pants, will you tell me?" Mm-hmm. Right? And and you do that, and I love you for it. And my life is better because of it. So my accountability partners are sponsor Mikey, you know, others in AA and and our church group, mm-hmm. my wife, and my therapist. Because I've started going back to my therapist again. Mm-hmm. And it's not because things are bad; it's because things are good. That's right. So mm, it's love so it's crazy. So so I, I set up these accountability partners, right? So can can I give you a real, real life yeah, example? Please. Okay. So growing up, you know, my uh, two daughters when they were growing up, I would buy their love. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would buy their love and uh, big Christmases and you know I you know I hope they don't hear this because they're going to get a surprise next year. But you know, buy their Christmas lights, right? spend three thousand dollars each on them. And cr- I mean, just crazy, stupid stuff because I was so empty inside. I felt so empty, and that was my way because I know I sucked as a dad. But for one day, I was a you were superhero, king but, of the mountain, right? Right. So, so what I've learned through this program is how to have a real relationship with somebody and, and build a real quality relationship without money, mm-hmm. right? So, this last Christmas. You know, and, and, and let's just, you know, and I'm just guessing here, but approximately, you know, three Christmas ago, I spent $200 mm-hmm. on each. Um, and then last Christmas, it might have been 350 and this year it was 600 mm-hmm. right? So last week, my, uh, or, you know, we're, we're in January, I don't mm-hmm. know when these things drop, but, you know, recently my Jen says to me, she goes, hey, she goes, I noticed how much you spent on your daughters for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, and immediately I'm like, well, who are you to say to me how much I spend on my daughters for Christmas? That's my joy, right? right? That's my joy. That's I work very hard. I, I make some money. And, 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 and then, I mean, instead of looking at Glenn's diarrhea running down my leg, I point to her. 
Uh-huh. And I'm like, look how much you spend on trips. Right. Right? I'm like, you spend way more on trips than I spend on Christmas, and that's my joy. Trips are your joy. Why should I not get my joy? Right? Right. right. So that's where way my... To go, way to go, counselor. Uh, I, that was very I good, was doing very good, good, good arguments. I was good, wasn't I? Yeah. Not. Not. And then, and 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 so the end of the, the discussion, argument, um, it was, Glenn, all I wanted you to do is listen. You know, I was just trying to give you some input, right? So... I took that feedback, you know, and, and, and hey, I got a pride thing, and, and I am going to go back to her and, yeah. and flush this out. But I had an appointment with my therapist this week, and I'm like, hey, I just want to bring this up. And, and he said, Glenn, you're falling into old patterns. Mm. That's we're right back at it. And he right. said, Glenn, he goes, we need to look where are you not contented. He goes, this is a hole in the soul thing. And he didn't go through AA, but he knows AA. I don't think he went through it. I, I don't know. But he said, this is a hole in the soul thing. This is you f- you're you slipping back. Instead of relying on your quality, real relationship with your daughters, you feel like you're needing to spend more money with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I don't look at it that way. I said, I have more money, so I can naturally spend more money. Mm-hmm. Right? And he says, No. See, that's what you need, someone in your life who will say no. He said no. So he made the subjective objective right. really quick. Right. And he's like, no. And and so my uh, poor daughter's birthday is coming up, and, she, you know, I hope she likes her card. It ain't going to be from Hallmark. It'll be from the dollar store. You know what America. a Hallmark card goes for these days? Like Nine seven, bucks. eight bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm crazy, like, I'm like, wait, what? You get the 99 cent one. Yeah, exactly. No, but, but, but isn't that what we're talking about here? No, it's exactly what we're talking and about. I, I had it's no exactly idea. It's exactly what we're talking about. But, you know, you can't read the label in your own jar, so no. you got to have. And some of this, all these words are sweet, sexy words, but they're hard to measure. On, but I think it's cool we've you, identified some tools. You, you, you need to identify what the words are. You need to identify what the tools are. I love this. I, I wish you had an app for everything. I mean, you know, aside from our day, our night job here, which is walk, walking with others down their path to sobriety, we should, like, be in the app development business to figure out I when. I am. Yeah, <laughs> right, you are. <laughs> to figure out how you uh uh, how you uh, how you can gauge your level of contentness or satisfaction or centeredness or you know how really truly happy are you or um, how nice you're being or how cheerful you're being because for me here's what really resonated with me what you said the counselor said you are moving back into your old patterns that was your story that is my greatest fear when I start acting the way I did when I was drinking just acting that way maybe it's maybe it's the way i walk across a room does that make you know it, it, i i know my walk i know my walk to yeah. the bar mm-hmm. and i don't want to walk that way ever again i don't want to be you know irritable again the way i was with other drivers on the street because that would literally drive me to drink right so if i'm going to get irritable at the guy driving in the other lane what am i what am i doing to myself that's how old mike acted i think that's what i heard your counselor say and that's what i heard you say to me this morning is you know you need somebody who can put you back in in check you need somebody who can like you said make that subjective objective yeah and i mean i don't think it's a self thing i think i think like, I got all the app tools. You know, I was just thinking, I wish there was an app to tell me how happy I was. Yeah, right, right. But there isn't. Right. I don't think there is. 
But but can't you tell when you're unhappy? Or at least don't you get a don't you don't you I can think tell you can... when I'm I I still have a problem defining happiness. I can tell when I'm irritable. Okay, there you go. I can tell because I don't have patience. Good. I can tell because I'm judging. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, it, but this this reminds me, Mike. Um, you know, I've had the privilege, and and my my ex girlfriend used to throw this in my face all the time. She's like, you're just so lucky that you can spend all this time focusing on yourself and figuring yourself out and playing in the psychological world. And, you know, mm-hmm. she goes, she goes, I have responsibilities. She says, I have to get up and deliver. You know, I just can't sit in group therapy all day. Uh-huh. And, and she's kind of right. I mean, I, I do have, I, I have been through stuff that makes me very aware of where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a lot of people don't have that. Right. Um, but I think the, rooms of AA and the meetings help you get an awareness level, right? right? right. And at least you're not drinking, so right. it makes you know. And it's all, it's also for me, uh, and I know you really struggle with what I'm about to say here, but I love the fake it till you make it sometimes, right? So if I'm beginning to feel irritable, I can fake being calm, quiet, unworried, and composed. I can start acting that way. Even though I'm not feeling it, I could act that way until my feelings catch up with the way I'm acting. Right, so I would, I would. First of all, why, why did you say that I would have a problem with it? Because I, we've had this topic before, and and you've said, look, this is a program of honesty. I don't like yeah, to fake it yeah. till you make it. So, so let's just change the words around, right? Okay. Let's just play with some words. Yeah. Right. Fake it doesn't align with honesty. Right. And and the only reason why I point that out is because for years I would come into the rooms. Glenn, how are you? Oh, man, doing, doing great. Doing fantastic. Doing great. And inside, I was, I was faking up. it. Now, yeah. if, if, if my leg is broken and I go into the hospital and the doctor says, hey, man, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I can't wait to get out and go skiing next week. Right? I'm not going to get the treatment that I need right. for my broken leg mm-hmm. because I faked it and lied to right. the doctors. Right. I lied to doctors for so many years sure. and I didn't get the treatment I needed because I faked it and I lied. So mm-hmm. that's the only reason I why it. I say that. But can we change the words? Love it. I'm yours. So let's act as if. Act as if. Ah, yeah, right. So instead of just saying, hey, I'm just going to fake it, because I don't think, I think healthy sobriety and healthy future, I think, I think the more real, better the results. Love it. But I think if you act as if, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't feel it. I'm going to walk in the room and I'm going to act like I love AA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't want to do X. I'm going to act as if. Right. Now, <clears throat> I live a lot of that in my life today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and what I have found, I'm going to say this and then we'll give you a quick example. What I have found is when I act as if, Reality quickly comes behind. Okay. Now, we we go to the same men's group on Monday nights. Right. Um, we meet at seven o'clock, and um, <clears throat> it's a church group, bunch of guys, misfits, all just focused on living better, being better dads, being better men. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> at six thirty every single Monday night, I don't want to go. Yeah. Right. I do not want to go. I'm tired from the day. I don't like Mondays. I'm tired from the day. I got a bunch of stuff to do. But you know what? I act as if, and I do it because it's the right thing to do, and I go anyhow. And guess what I have found out? What have you found out? 
100 percent of the time at 705 i couldn't be more grateful to have the opportunity to be there i couldn't be more um rewarded mm-hmm. for being there yeah be, but i acted as if but you got off you got off the floor you got off the couch and you went got off the floor got off the council floor so let's 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 act as if this week yeah i think that's a good i think that's a a a a good point and i think it's good to be aware man when you hear restless irritable discontent when you're red flags when 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 you're off that's right and and that's what i i call today i'm off right right and sometimes i don't recognize it i'm told that i'm off love it because you asked the question because i have accountability partners love it Thank you, man. Thanks for being mine. All right, man. Love you. All right. Love you, too. All right, bye. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.